This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. on the following platforms Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Player FM, Google Play, and TuneIn. Just search Just the Two of Us Podcast. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook at Just the Two of Us Podcast or on Twitter at J-T-T-O-U Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Just the Two of Us Podcast. <laughs> Why are you like... Because you, you are very <laughs> excited right now, you're giddy. Well, you know, it's a little late in the evening for us to be doing this, and so I'm just trying to pep myself up, you know, get ready. Yeah. Get ready to talk about what we're going to talk about. And what are we talking about today? We are going to discuss the movie Hidden Figures. So Good job. Thank you. Because you didn't say Hidden Fences. I did not say <laughs> Hidden Fences because that is not a movie. <laughs> that would not be a movie. It is Hidden Figures. But see, now that I put that in your head, you might trip up later I know. On see what you did? Like, you're going to make me mess up. But no, we're going to be talking about um, Hidden Figures and... Um, this is going to be a spoilerific podcast. Look, if you haven't seen Hidden Figures by now, then you need to get your life and go see it. And you really should go see it. If you haven't seen it, uh, definitely go and check it out um, because it was really great. I loved it. That was excellent. Well, now we got that out of the way. We probably don't even need to do the podcast <laughs> we don't need now. To do it. it was excellent. Go, go, go check it out. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, for those of you who don't know, uh, Hidden Figures is an Oscar-nominated film that uh, you know just came out uh, in the past few weeks. And it stars Taraji Henson, Octavia Spencer, Janelle Monet, Kevin Costner, Kirsten Dust, and Jim Parsons. And the movie is essentially about the... Uh, the space program, uh, NASA, and and the black women mathematicians who were integral to getting the space program uh, off the ground and helping uh, the U.S. Um, battle with Russia in the uh, what is it space war or yeah. race race for space or whatever yeah. like that. And, uh, and the movie is essentially about these women who the story hasn't been told uh, until recently. But they were they were a very integral part of of helping helping the U.S. win that battle, and um, very highly acclaimed film. Mm-hmm. Uh, won numerous awards already, and it's been Oscar nominated. Um, it's made over 120 million dollars, so good for them. that's good. Because mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, I don't know if they still use this uh, metric, but back in the day, a um, hundred million dollars was considered a blockbuster. So if mm-hmm. you grossed a hundred million dollars, you were a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So if we're going by that old school metric, then Hidden Figures, a historical drama with three black women leading the film is a blockbuster, which is awesome. That would be awesome. I would assume that it's probably gone up a little bit. But, yeah. You know, yeah, maybe. You know, inflation. No. <laughs> yeah, but I, I still think that hundred million is still like the, the threshold that, that they use. It's still when, really good, I think. When they yeah. say it's a blockbuster. It's just that because the budgets have gone up so much. Right. That like a movie that costs $150 million only makes $100 million isn't good. Mm-hmm. But this movie had a budget of $25 million. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't include, you know, advertising. It's just a production mm-hmm. budget. So mm-hmm. making so far five times that budget back is pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty good. Yeah, so I don't know. Do you want to do you want to break down the plot, or do you just want to get into it? I mean, who the who the people are? I mean, if the lovely viewers have seen this already, then they already know what's going on. So they already know who the characters are, pretty much. Okay. Yes. All right. So well, then let's get into it. What did you <laughs> What did you think Whatever. of the movie? Well, as I said emphatically uh i really liked it um i thought it was great uh very well done and um 
I I personally didn't know anything about these ladies. Like a lot of people out there, I'm sure, didn't know about these ladies. So I liked the story. The story was was sufficient. Like it, I didn't think it was, you know, long and boring and, you know, just too much detail. Sometimes these historical movies can kind of get a little boring, especially in the middle sometime. Somewhere in the middle where it's just kind of like they're trying drags. to drags. Yeah, drags and trying to explain too much and do too much. I thought this um, did enough. Um, so I thought it was really well done and concise and to the point with enough in there that, you know, you, you learn something right. about yeah. the characters. I right? agree. It was, it was a two-hour movie, but it... It didn't it, feel like it. It didn't feel like a two-hour movie. Yeah. The, the, the pace was, was relatively swift, and, mm-hmm. it, and like you said, it didn't drag in the middle like a lot of, you know, dramas tend to do. Right, yeah. I feel like you learned what you needed to know, and you got straight to the point. So I thought... I really enjoyed that aspect. But I enjoyed the overall story. I enjoyed, you know, learning more, and um, I didn't do any kind of research or anything about uh, this movie before... We went. I just wanted to go see it as is, and um, you like there's some black folks. I'm gonna go see it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like what? Okay, so yeah, I definitely, um, you know, didn't didn't do any research or anything like that before, and just went in, and I really enjoyed uh, the story. Um, as far as um, you know, overall, what I enjoyed, and we can talk specifically in a bit, but like overall, I enjoyed all the acting. Um, everybody did a really good job. And, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, they had some great people in this movie, you know, with Octavia and, uh, Taraji and they have newcomer Janelle acting. She hasn't done anything else, right? Nothing major. Has she uh, been in little bits of things? I don't I recall. I believe no? this in okay. Moonlight, I think these are her first, first film roles. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I thought she did a great job, you know, as being a new, uh, newcomer to the whole acting scene and, and then obviously, you know, Kevin Costner, huge movie star there. So, yeah, I mean, I thought, um, you know, everybody in the movie uh, did a really great job with the acting. And, um, yeah, just overall, I just really enjoyed the movie. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the movie as well. I thought it was good. I mean, it was, it, it, it was a typical, though, paint-by-numbers historical mm-hmm. um, drama about race relations you know it, yeah. it, it hit all the beats that you expect but it was still Typical. like right very well done and and mm-hmm. what they accomplished i mean you you always had you have the characters who you know are you know basically virulent racists and then mm-hmm. you have the characters who are like passive aggressively racist and you have the mm-hmm. one character who is a you know, as a person who's like, they, they're, you know, they're as because they're part of that society in the world, they are, you know, quote unquote racist, but then they also seem to have more of an open mind. And they start to warm <laughs> up. I mean, it hits mm-hmm. like all those beats. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was a good job. I mean, the, the cast was, was really, really good. Everyone did an, an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got lost in their roles. Uh, mm-hmm. and and it, and it had like you know it had the star power like you said I mean it had Kevin Costner it had you know Oscar nominated Taraji P Henson Oscar winning Octavia Spencer mm-hmm. you know I had also had Mahershala Ali and you know Aldous Hodge and it just had like a bunch of people like oh I, I like those people I like mm-hmm. seeing them on screen so that was right. like a, a pleasant a pleasant bonus mm-hmm. um, and it had some you know like suspenseful tense moments as well that mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. I mean, it broke up yeah. the monotony of like, okay, this is just like another little you know race drama. I mean, you had the drama yeah. of like the 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 race for space with Russia, and then right. you had a drama of like you know these astronauts going you know into the atmosphere, and then whether or not they're going to make it. I mean, yeah. you know they're going to make it. I mean, right? It's like, it's like, you know what's going to happen, but it was still scary. It was still I was scared. I was like, oh my god! But you know, I kept saying they're going to make. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I'm like, look, we know John Glenn isn't going to die on this trip because John Glenn died two weeks ago. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, John Glenn lived to be 89 years old. Right, so, so we know that, yeah. We know that it was so scary to, like, watch him do, the, you know, this, what he went through, supposedly, you know, and I don't know if he actually went through this drama, like, of, you know, the whole, once we, you know, they get him up there and... What was it that they? Um, oh my god! I well, the heat, the, the, the heat was right. Yeah, the the heat plate uh, was starting to fail. Right. And then the so, problem is because he was going to do 
uh, he was going to do seven rotations around the Earth. Right. Orbit the Earth seven times. But in the middle of the, like, the third one, yeah, I like think. the heat the heat, the, Yeah, the heat plate started to, to overheat. Mm-hmm. And that was a part of the shuttle where, you know, if that part had failed, and when he came came back for re-entry, yeah, he was going to burn up in the atmosphere. Right. So they needed to get him so down scary. before that. So, yeah. But in order to do that, they needed to use math to calculate, mm-hmm. you know, when's the best spot for him to make his descent, right? And also to land in, in to land in the right spot on the Earth, and right? It just you know people really do get caught up in technology and computers and science and all this stuff, and with you know the stuff is cool, but it pretty much all boils down to mathematics, which is like the basic, basic, basic mm-hmm. element of how all this stuff comes to be. So mm-hmm. it's like they had to do the math to figure out, you know, what they needed to do as far as him getting back. I mean, they used the math to calculate precisely what coordinates they wanted him to land in, mm-hmm. you know, at what speed to come in, at what angle, things like that. So right. it, it, it basically made math interesting. Yeah. You know, for it, those of you who didn't like math in school. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> that this was, it was pretty cool. I yeah, mean, it was cool. It was very interesting. And it was, and it, it was when you say it like that, it's like, wow, they made math suspenseful. Like, they, you know, because when she was calculating everything, you know, right, I'm sorry, Taraji's yeah. character, <laughs> Catherine, when Catherine was calculating everything, and I'm pretty much going to be talking about her, so when I say she, she it's pretty much Catherine. No, that's not, I, no, let's give these women their props. Well, no, 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 I will, but I'm saying she's the main character, so, I mean, it was about her, and um, and I can talk about that, too, but, uh, yeah, that's what I'm referring to, who I'm referring to, sorry, but she was very... You know, it was uh, suspenseful at that time when she's trying to calculate everything before he goes up. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, so it was like, wow, math is like scary <laughs> in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like all this like quick calculation. And she's doing this stuff by hand and partially with this machine. I'm just like, oh, my God, she's so like amazing and smart. And that's, you know, this is just an amazing story to tell because who knew, you know, about this? You know? Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think anyone knew. And, you know, it's funny how in the in the film, you know, the way the part of that film was, you had all these women who, uh, these black women who worked out of a wing of the the, the Space Center mm-hmm. in, in, in Hampton, Virginia. It, it, it uh, you know, it was called Langley. Mm-hmm. And they their job was to, like, do, like, math and, and, and do different various calculations. And they were getting right. new assignments each day to, you know, do a new... Uh, project or work on something right and what was surprising to me that i had no idea and it was a you know shocking when i heard it they called them computers yeah and i'm like these are like human beings right right, right. <laughs> you know, they were calling them computers and mm-hmm. it was just so weird because they were referring weird. to each other. i mean i guess it's better than referring to them as the n-word but, right. but they were like saying we need more computers in here and get these computers and they were mm-hmm. calling these women computers yes. like they were that smart and that skilled and and I guess I have to do research on this, but like mm-hmm. I guess that's I don't know if that's like the the origin of computers, like the you know we talk about the etymology of computers, like is it something that calculates? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that how they came up with like calling these women computers? Because when you think of a computer, you think of a, a, a machine, a, right? A piece of technology mm-hmm. <laughs> with a monitor or something like that. So yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. They called them computers. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting too. Um, but yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Yes. Uh, basically, yeah. I mean, I thought the the movie just, um, you know, hit on a lot of points and stuff that were, you know, just really relevant and not like they didn't drone on and on about other, you know, things that weren't really pertinent to, you know, the story and what people wanted to know. You know, we focused on Catherine. What I was saying is like, I mean, yeah, we, we, we see these other women, but, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that this story was mainly about her and... Um, you know, it was just really interesting to learn more about, um, you know, Catherine's story and her journey. And I mean, we didn't get into too deep of any kind of detail. I mean, you knew her, you know, they start the story and she has, um, you find out she's got three girls and, you know, she had a husband who died and, um, you know, so she's living with her mom and her three girls together and, um, and she's putting in long hours yeah, to support, long support hours. the kids and, right. you know, the kids, you know, miss her and they don't get to see her as much because she's spending long hours. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from the way it seems like they're like 
smart, well-behaved kids who, right. you know, she's able to instill the values that were instilled in her and those kids, despite mm-hmm. being a single mother working long hours, mm-hmm. um, when you're working for the space program. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, and then you, I mean, you find out a little bit about the other, uh, two women, um, Mary Jackson and Dorothy Vaughn, um, Mary played by Janelle. Um, and you know, she's got a husband who is played by Aldous Hodge and, you know, you see their little family and you don't really see much of Octavia's character. Dorothy's, you really, you didn't see her home see life. her home life. Yeah, no. they, they so didn't they touch didn't, on that. I don't know if that's that. something that, you know, they shot, but didn't include in the movie or they right. wrote in the script and never decided to shoot. I mean, because it was already a movie that was over two hours. So right. it, it could be something that was cut for time or it could be something they never, you know, yeah, included well, in the first place. I mean, you just have no idea. Mm-hmm. So you didn't really get to see much of, of her home life. Yeah, so you got a little snippet and, um, you know, from the other two characters. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I just thought, like, uh, you know, overall it was uh, just a really uh, well-done movie. Um, getting into more specifics, so what were you we talking about earlier about race and, like, the depiction of race back in those times? And you were talking about kind of, you know, you've got the typical, like, in a lot of these historical movies, you have, like, the typical uh the, the white people are very typical in the sense of they always have somebody that's, like you said, passive-aggressive. <laughs> and then somebody who's, like, just aggressive, like, outright, you know, um, racist and blunt mm-hmm. about it. Um, you always have that turning point in the movie where they start to see, you know, somebody or several somebody starts to be like, oh, like, this is bad. Right. You know, like, yeah. we're being terrible people and we should be nice to them because wow, these black people really aren't that bad, you know? And that, and that was my, and it was not really uh, a complaint, so to speak, about the movie. Mm-hmm. More so uh, society and history where, at the point in a movie where people really started to turn, I think, at least some characters started to turn in favor of, uh, you know, uh, Taraji's uh, character as Katherine Johnson, is when they realized how good she was at her job and how good she was at the math. And she was right. pretty much the smartest person in, you know, in the room when they were doing right. all these calculations. Mm-hmm. And I just hate how basically black people have to show how exceptional they are mm-hmm. just to be treated as human by white people. Right. I mean, that's pretty much how it is. Like, right. you, it's like she couldn't just be treated like a normal human person, you know, and she slept the floors. Mm-hmm. No, she had to be the smartest sharpest mathematician in the entire building <laughs> right? for them to start treating her with, with respect. And even right. then, it was begrudging respect, you right. know? And I was like, that's and that's that's sad. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how, how society is. It's like... Right. It's still like that, to the same. Yeah, it's still yeah. like that. You know, it's like, you know, when people, like, cheer on their favorite athletes. Like, yeah, they, they like him because he's, like, the most, you know, the, the strongest, most athletic guy in the league. He's the best player. But then mm-hmm. if they saw this dude on the street, they wouldn't give him a second no, right. second like, thought. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to be the very best, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it kind of makes me think of this, like, Chris Rock joke that he said a few years ago about how, you know, Chris Rock lives in an exclusive neighborhood, or he lived. I don't know if he still lives there, mm-hmm. considering things with his wife. But <laughs> he lived in an exclusive neighborhood in New Jersey. I think it's Alpine, New Jersey. And he mm-hmm. said in New Jersey, you know, for example, he says, he, you know, there's a nice area. There's, you know, Mary J. Blige is in the neighborhood. Jay-Z's in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, maybe you know somebody else. Mm-hmm. Terrell Owens or somebody. I don't know. Just, you know, all these, like, famous black people who are the top of the game, top of their industry, mm-hmm. and live in this exclusive, you know, neighborhood for millionaires. And he says, you know who my neighbor is? <laughs> an orthodontist. Right. <laughs> just a regular orthodontist. Like a white guy is just an orthodontist. Right. Lives in the same neighborhood while everybody else who's black had to be like the best of the best of the best to even live in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he just made that joke. It's like, you know, you know, black people had to, he's a, he, he's a, Chris Rock said, I had to make miracles happen to get this house, you know? <laughs> right. A white guy just had to become an orthodontist. Oh, right. And he says, like, you know, white people could walk to what, like, black people had to fly to get to, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's not quite the same as, as that, but I just think it's the same thing. You just have to work so much more harder just to get the same respect or reach the same sure. status or, uh, or level as, as other folks. Yeah, I mean, this movie was a prime example of that. So, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about Kirsten Dunst's character. 
because I just can't get over how she looked in the movie. Uh, that was weird. Wasn't I didn't. It? I didn't realize. Maybe others feel say I did not even realize at first it was it's her. And I just kept looking and looking. Like, is that her? She kind of looks like her. And then I always can tell. I told you this already. I can always tell Kristen Dunst by her teeth. Her teeth are very. I don't know why. And it's so very, weird that you. That's something you would notice about. I Kristen always look Dunst. at people's teeth, though. Why do you look at people's teeth? I'm just a that teeth is, person. That is so weird. It's not weird. I mean, I like to see teeth. It's weird. It's not weird to look at people's teeth. Like that is like <laughs> a feature of someone that you like gravitate to is their teeth. I look at the teeth. Okay. She has very distinctive teeth. They're not bad teeth. They're just very distinctive. Actually, they're kind of tiny. Because, you know, a lot of actors have veneers and stuff. And so like they have those, like, teeth. bright, big, white, fake teeth. She does not have teeth like that. She's got, dare I say, she's got her own teeth. You oh. know what I'm saying? She had to, she, you can tell she's not had any work done on her teeth. They are her own, still regular, before she was famous teeth. And they're mm-hmm. very kind of small. And she does kind of have, like, uh, these fangs kind of on the, like her. Well, we all have, like, that. Incisor, the, the like yeah. interview with the, the vampire. Yes, things. yes, exactly. They it's were like very, that's why she was cast in the movie in exactly, the first place. Like, they, <laughs> they found this little nine-year-old girl who had fangs and like, yo, like, she that, works a, that works perfect. You yeah, could be in the movie. And it looks like she has fangs. Yeah. So anyway, she has very distinct teeth. So when she saw when I saw her teeth a little bit, I was like, oh, that is her. <laughs> but anyway, like I just couldn't believe how. Like, oh, I'm like, did they make her look but see, that And then speaking of Interview with a Vampire, weird. like, that movie was, like, 20 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. It was, like, 95 that movie came out. And she was, like, what, 9 or 10 yeah, when she did that movie? So she's been in the, in the spotlight for, like, she's 20 years. And it's, like, you know, we looked her up after the movie, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's, like, only 32. Yeah, she's Why young. does she look, I mean, they, they made her they look like age. she was, like, 40. I really, because I haven't seen her in a while, like, do interviews, so I'm like, I really hope she doesn't look like that. <laughs> yeah, I think they, she they, way they, too old they aged old her she for that movie. But but it was good, because it wasn't, like, it didn't look, like, fake it didn't, age, you know? Yeah, I wonder, is it the whole, you know, the Benjamin buttoning, is it the no. new stuff? that they use now. No, they didn't spend that kind of money on this movie. No. Budget's $25 million. Okay, well. They don't have Benjamin Button money. <laughs> but yeah, whatever makeup and lighting they did on her didn't make her look worked. older. I mean, it didn't make her... She wasn't like ugly or unattractive or anything. It just... It, it looked like how... She looked tired. You know, yeah. If someone like her... Like if some... You know how they show like... If someone like goes missing when they're a kid and they show age progression like 15, 20 years later, mm-hmm. it was like one of those type right, deals, yeah, you know? So it was, yeah, <laughs> so like it's like, on a milk carton, like this is what they used like as a kid when right. they kidnapped. And this is what they could look like at 15. Right. Like, so that's like, why Kristen Dunst look. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is how Kristen Dunst would look in 10 years. Right. <laughs> so they kind of like did their research on that. Yeah. But her character, as well as Jim Parsons' character, I mean, they were, you know, they were the typical white folks that were haters you know i mean it was just so like those characters always annoy me in movies and get me riled up because you know there's some truth to that a lot of truth to that in in terms of you know the past and today present also and i was like every time they came on screen i'm like oh what is this hater gonna say today like how are they gonna behave you know but you know karen or kirsten was the character that came around and started to turn the corner uh, Jim, not so much. He kind of hated forever. Well, he finally, I guess, came around. Yeah, finally. But, when but he, you didn't really see it like you saw with Kirsten. Kirsten yeah, Kirsten. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, because at one point, Jim Parsons told Catherine, like, you know, computers don't get their names on the reports. Right. You know, she was putting her name because she did all the work. Right. And I loved how she kept putting She kept putting her name. She kept putting her it was. It, you know what that was just like? That was like, oh, my goodness. You know what? Yeah, I mean, the way she did that was, was just like, um, what's his face? Hmm. Um, you know, uh, just like McConnell. <laughs> was it McConnell? With what? Yeah, like to Elizabeth Warren. Like, basically, oh. she was warned, she was given an explanation, nevertheless... Mm-hmm. She persisted. She persisted, And yeah. Catherine Johnson was persisting on put her name and on I that report. And I one report where she did, she put it and she erased it. And I was like, no, like, put it on, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, that was, um, that was, fr- oh, my God. Every every time he would come and slam reports on her desk and what I was like, ugh, don't like you, Jim Parsons. Yeah, but she showed them, though. She did. And then she had to go to the bathroom. Oh, the bathroom On the scenes. other side. Of, yes. On the other, because I didn't understand, like. I mean, at first I thought it was like a nervous thing with her because she would go to the right, bathroom the first time. Her foot well, first. not just that. The very first time she did, she sat there. She had these reports, and then she's like, 
I'm out. And then she grabbed the reports and mm-hmm. then she ran half a mile to the other side of campus mm-hmm. and went to the bathroom and she sat there on a toilet like doing her stuff. So I'm right. like, is she actually using the bathroom or is it because like ner- yeah. it's a nervous thing and she like she had to be in the bathroom to do you know the work that she was trying to do because mm-hmm. it wasn't clear the first time they did it but then later on in the movie when they finally noticed that she was missing or when Kevin Costner's character noticed that she was missing mm-hmm. and she told him it was like the second time he, yeah yeah like yeah. finally he was like where you you know mm-hmm. you were gone for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then right there that moment Taraji was Acting. <laughs> she acting. was acting, boy. Mm-hmm. When she told him, because she it was raining, she came back, mm-hmm. she was soaked in the rain, mm-hmm. and she was like, I had to go 45 minutes and half a mile on the other side of campus to use the bathroom. <laughs> and I didn't realize how far it was. I mean, it's. You didn't get that impression by the clips of her that running? That's pretty far. I, I mean, mean, it seemed like, you know, I don't know, it didn't seem that far but you know after she explained it i was like oh it's that far like I mean, yeah i got it was far it wasn't across the way yeah. but you know what i'm saying like it wasn't like oh just this next building over but i thought it was like two buildings over but mm-hmm. it was really like several buildings over whatever like completely yeah out of the way yeah that was um yeah, that whole and I love the song that they were playing. They were uh, was that a Pharrell song? Well, they were they all were Pharrell in? songs. Well, yeah, he did the he, he did he did the soundtrack. But yeah, I mean, it was so funny. Like every time, <laughs> I love how they use it with the guy who had been running go get Catherine at the end, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was funny. But yeah, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I just, with with scenes like that, I just start, I don't know if you do this during historical movies, but I um, always start thinking like, God, what would I do if that were me? I always think about these things and I'm just like. Yes, sir. And I start. Yes, sir. And I'll I, go, sir. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's, let's keep it real. There's a lot of people today who say stuff like, yeah, like. If I was back then in the 1960s, I wouldn't let nobody talk to me like that. Oh, yes, you would. Yes, you like, would. Cause, because cause you did. And you would get killed you if you didn't. Killed, <laughs> or, put right? or put in jail. put in jail. And people like to talk big now because, you know, everyone's like, everyone's soft now. You know, we've got all these comforts and we received all the benefits of our forefathers, all the hard work they've done. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, 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 we're a soft generation now. And for us to even say something insulting like, mm-hmm. oh, I, that wouldn't be me. I want to let no man talk to me like that. <laughs> yeah, you would have. Yeah, you, yeah. Knowing what was going on back then and, like, the power. I mean, this, you know, I know we go through a lot nowadays and there's a lot of stuff going on with the police shootings and stuff. But, man, back then... No way would I be like Mm-mm. talking to anybody. <laughs> I just be like, man. Which brings up another thing too. I was going to talk about, but um, yeah. So the whole like running back into the back and forth to the bathroom and the whole different use of coffee and stuff like those those scenes like, oh, they just burn me up. <laughs> it's just like gets me so mad, and it just makes me think like, how like it's so dumb. You know, it just makes me think like you know, to talk outside of the movie for a little bit, it just it makes me just think like, you know, this is ba- mainly a white and a black thing. And it's just like, really, they just thought that less of black people back then. Just like, we were just crap. We weren't, you know, we just weren't anything. We were nothing to them. And I'm just like, all because of skin color. That blows my mind. Like when you really like dial it down, I mean, it obviously it's like a really complex issue or whatever, but like, it, it's like really simple. They treated us that way because we didn't look like them. Mm-hmm. And that blows my mind. So whenever I see these type of, whenever I go and see these type of movies, which, uh, you know, I'm, I, I try not to like be a hater on these type of movies. And I really wanted to see this because the subject matter was very interesting to me. But sometimes I just can't with these movies because they make me mad. Like they just make me so angry. Like, Seeing this, like when I, like when I saw Twelve Years a Slave, when like when I saw Twelve Years a Slave with man, you, <laughs> I saw Twelve Years a Slave, man. When I walked out that theater, I was giving every white person a side eye. I mean, these movies just rile me up. Like I just, cause it just, again, when it just, when you just break it all the way down, we were treated this way forever, just because of how we looked. That. That mm-hmm. just will never not blow my mind. But anyway, 
Um, what was I going to say? I wish I had wrote this down. What I was going to say about... Um, there's another point I was going to bring up, and I'll think of it, but you can say whatever you'd like to say at this point. <laughs> well, yeah. Anything um, in the movie that stuck out to you or made you really think or whatever? Well, yeah. I mean, one thing, and I, I guess one criticism people have had about this movie... Which I think is a minor point in the grand scheme of the of the movie because I still think it was a really good movie. Was you know how how predict and I said it before it was like a play you know color by numbers type film of this subject matter mm-hmm. where after Taraji gives uh, that big speech to Kevin Costner and Jim Parsons and everyone else in the room about how you know she had to go to the bathroom because there was no you know there's no colored women's bathroom in that right. part of the campus right. and she has to go over there so you know, he decides that he's going to take matters into his own hands and he's he goes down to where the colored woman's restroom was on the other side of campus and he takes a sledgehammer and he, like, knocks down the sign that says mm-hmm. colored bathroom and says, from here on out, they're just bathrooms. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like every movie has to have that point where, like, the, the white character, you know, finally has that realization that stands up for the black people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was kind of, like, corny, but, I mean, it's, you know, I see... Why they put it in there? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a big deal, but I guess some I read some folks are upset because it kind of like takes away whatever agency that you know Catherine Johnson had in that moment and gives it to like the the white protagonist in the sense mm-hmm. of like you know she made this speech about having to go to the bathroom. Why can't she be the one that's taking upon herself and saying, "I am going to start going to the bathroom over here. I'm not mm. going to. I'm not going all the way over there anymore." Mm-hmm. It took like the white character to come in, so it's like kind of like centers mm. this this problem on like you know around the the, the white character and whiteness. And I, I've, some people have had that criticism. I I don't really think it's a big deal, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I see what I see what they're saying saying about that. But I mean, it's like I said, it's. it's it's a fictionalized version of, you know, true, some true people and true events. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not going to be true to what happened. I mean, there's a lot of different deviations from historically accurate facts of what actually happened to mm-hmm. what was in the movie, which is, which is fine. Right. I mean, because that's how it is when you, when you do movies that are based on, you know, historical events, it's like people don't understand, like people like to use use that to bring down movies saying, well, this isn't what really happened in real life. And, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, you do realize this is not a documentary. It right. is a film. It has a writer. Someone wrote right. lines for people. And you have to present it and package it in such a way to make it a good film. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you don't mind talking about it, I mean, there's a couple of things that, you know, were historically inaccurate. I mean, the movie made it look like these mm-hmm. things that happened with the women between uh, Catherine, Dorothy, and Mary, mm-hmm. uh, with their storylines happened, you know, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy became, eventually became a supervisor, and she learned how to program the IBM computer and, right. you know, got all these women to help program the computer. And mm-hmm. then Mary became, you know, went to engineering school and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and that stuff happened. Right. But it didn't happen at the same, All time. The same time. You know, the the yeah. thing with Mary or Dorothy Vaughn becoming a supervisor happened ten years prior, prior to where, right. where the movie was set. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing with Mary Jackson was a little bit earlier in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they compressed some things like the with the different launches of the of the shuttles mm-hmm. and, and Catherine Johnson's involvement in that. And mm-hmm. you know, I guess a big part, I guess the the I don't want to say the climax, but the big, big important part of the movie was when John Glenn was going to make his his launch, mm-hmm. but he wasn't going to go until they confirmed the numbers, and he wanted Catherine to confirm the numbers. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, ask, ask, you know, ask the ask the girl if she right, says it's good girl. to go, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And you know, they had they made this big scene like they were running to get her, and it was like he's on the launch pad, and he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. And in real life, that didn't happen. I mean, it it happened in the sense that like. He did want her to confirm the numbers. That's the right. actual fact. Mm-hmm. But it was days before the actual right. launch. It Which, wasn't like, yeah. okay, we got five seconds before we do this launch. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, there was just little things like that. But I mean, but generally it was, it was true. And then, mm-hmm. you know, in, some of the characters were, you know, made up. Like Kevin Costner's character was made up mm-hmm. of, um, uh, I forgot his first name, but his last name was Harrison. And I think Jim Parsons, 
character and Kirsten Dunst's character were made up, but they were mm-hmm. composite. So they were, mm-hmm. you know, they took real people and different aspects of real people in real positions within the space program mm-hmm. and some of their, you know, things that they said and just mm-hmm. combined them all for the sake of the narrative of, of this yeah. uh, of the film, mm-hmm. which is good. And then and the writers did a good job of, of constructing that because mm-hmm. the, the book itself that is based off of it is a true nonfiction book, mm-hmm. but you got to convert that somehow into... A, a, a film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I was uh, reading a little bit on, I'm actually uh, looking at the NASA website right now and they have a section um, called From Hidden to Modern Figures where they give little biopsies, biopsies, biographies <laughs> of um, the three women on here. So yeah, I was just reading through all of those and and noticed the time differential between like what you said about Dorothy, like she had become a supervisor, like you know, before, like, all of this kind of, like, took place with Catherine, like, those stories, right. uh, the timelines were just different, but yes, that, yeah, like you said, everything did happen, um, just different timelines, but yeah, it, it, again, like you said, they, they do a good job at, like, combining it all and taking it all from this book and, you know, creating a movie, yeah, and I think a lot of people, when you see um, movies like this, you know, because I noticed at the beginning, it said, you know, based on true events, and, and a lot of people take that to mean, like, everything that happens in this movie is exactly as it happened. Right. <laughs> people have to remember, like, no, that's usually not how it happens. Um, usually, you know, it's not exactly uh, like a word-for-word, you know, account of what went down. So. And you know what, uh, you know, what I'm slightly concerned about is, because this movie is up for awards, it's up for Best Picture, Octavia is nominated for Best Supporting Actress, mm-hmm. I believe. Um I, I and my concern is, you know, there will be like a smear campaign against this film that happens to every film that has like a historical drama mm. where they say, well, this isn't true, this didn't really happen, and they use that to work against the film when it comes to like awards and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like they did it against Selma, where they said, well, oh, yeah. you know, the stuff that happened in Selma wasn't real, you know, some stuff was made up and, you know, it was actually, you know, I think one of the big ones was like, you know, they portrayed Lyndon Johnson as someone who didn't want to, you know, enact the Civil Rights Act or, you know, push Congress forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, people say, well, in real life, it was his idea to do it and things right. like that. Yeah. And which still it was out for debate that it was like his idea or he was the one that was driving it. Mm-hmm. But people use that to try to like smear Selma. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? This is not a documentary. If it's a documentary, mm-hmm. then you can make those claims. But this is mm-hmm. obviously a film that was written by people. Right. And I just don't want that to happen to this film mm-hmm. as a reason to like, you know, pretty much you know, discount the movie or discount the quality of the film because mm-hmm. some things weren't exactly as what happened in the history books. Well, you know, it's it's a drama. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's based on real life events, but you can't make it exactly the same because if it's exactly the thing, exactly the same, it would have been a thousand characters in this film. Right, yeah. <laughs> it would have been very boring and it would have taken place in the span of like 15 years right. rather than like the one year span or a few months that were depicted in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, there was something, um, in, there was another movie that did kind of the same thing. I was trying to think of it, but yeah, like essentially, yeah, I mean, they have to do what they have to do for film's sake, you know? Um but hopefully they won't do that. I mean, based on kind of just even what I'm reading right here, it sounds and like what you said about what was not uh, true. You know, the things that were that they um, they did in order in order to you know make this story work. I I, I hope they I, I don't see what they could pull out to be like. Well, this didn't you know like happen. I mean, the biggest thing that they changed was like uh, they condensed the time that you know it wasn't like oh, you know, she's got to run across campus to check these numbers right before, you know, she, you know, before he launches. If that was, like, the biggest thing that they kind of changed, like, uh, you know, it really was actually days before. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they'll say stuff like, I mean, they take the big events, like the the knocking down of the sign. Like, that didn't happen. That wasn't real because Mm -hmm. that was, like, a, you know, composite character that they created. And they'll say, like, well, at the time where the movie was supposed to take place, it's 1961. At that time you know, the facilities were already desegregated. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't a separate women's uh, black, you know, 
colored folks' bathroom versus mm-hmm. white folks' bathroom, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So people might use that because that was such that was such a, a an iconic moment in the film. Yeah, that people might say, well, that iconic moment didn't really happen like that, right. or it didn't happen at all. So they'll mm-hmm. use that against the film. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this, uh, you know, slavish, I guess, um, adherence to the truth that you know voters like academy voters might want you know what mm-hmm. i mean because i think in a way it kind of sunk selma in a way i mean selma was an excellent movie and and i read the, you know the press about it and people were trying to discount it and i'm like hmm. this is terrible like they didn't do that for lincoln which was the same year mm-hmm. i mean yes there were a couple of things were said about lincoln and and it not being like you know um you know historic you know it's Completely historically accurate, uh-huh. but not to the sense, not to the level that they did for Selma. I mean, for right. Selma, they even like dogged it out. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just don't want that to happen for this film because this is it's a deserving film, and mm-hmm. it, it should win. It should win some. What else is up for um, Oscar Best Picture? Uh, best Picture is. Um, Can you remember off the top of your head? Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge, Fences, Moonlight, Hell and High Water. Arrival, La La Land. Um, uh, I think that's pretty much it. And this. And and hidden figures. Yes. Hmm. So. So we've only seen two of these so far. <laughs> we've seen Fences, and you can check out our review of Fences in episode number twenty-seven of Just the Two of Us podcast. <laughs> and we've seen this one. We do plan on seeing Moonlight eventually. Yeah. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You gotta see Moonlight. Mm-hmm. I have no desire to see La La Land in the least. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, that's the Mel Gibson director. Oh, film. I always forget what that is. Yeah. Like, or who even, like, yeah, that's Andrew okay, Garfield Andrew plays the pacifist who went to war and yeah. saves people How without firing that a shot. nominated for a best film? I don't know. That just seemed like a one off kind of. Hey, Mel Gibson is out the doghouse, baby. Random film He is to me. back within the folds of Hollywood. It took him a few years, but he's he's back in the club again. That's so weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's so weird. Um, yeah, but that movie, I didn't, I didn't think much of that movie when I saw those trailers. But whatever. Uh, Arrival. That's a really interesting one too to be nominated for best film. I don't yeah. Know. Sci-fi, right? Yeah, sci-fi. Something about When's the last aliens. time a sci-fi movie's been nominated for best film? Uh, uh, gravity. Oh, gravity. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I knew it was a space movie too. Yeah. Like, a, well, obviously a lot of them are space, but yeah. Gravity. Like, Avatar. Oh, uh, what's the space Martian? Yeah, what's the Martian. Mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> this seems more like sci-fi. Like I don't know. Like Martian was kind of like. I mean, yeah, he's out it was, in space. It, 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 was a, it was a funny noise. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> what's me? I mean, it was just kind of like, you know, yeah, he's out in space. But it wasn't like, like this, like, arrivals, like, creatures and stuff. Like, isn't it, like, kind of more... I can't like, tell you. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's I alien. It's about aliens coming to Earth. Right, 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 and Jessica right. Jessica Chastain is like a linguist or something like that. I don't know. That's That's what I gather from it. So, we'll have to see it then. Sure. Yeah, we have to go see it. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see it. Well, anyway. Yeah, anyway, but moving on. Um, yeah. Back, any, back to Hidden Figures. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts that you have? I mean, I don't know um, if I have any other thoughts. Um, where are we at here? What did, you think of, what did you think of Janelle Monet? Oh. I thought she was really good. I mean, I thought she was good. Mm. I mean, I don't know what else to say about her besides that she was she should. She, like, she's she's older weight, she, I thought. She, yeah, she has put her weight with two, you know, Oscars, more than two, like three or four Oscar-nominated people. Mm-hmm. You know, she she was, seemed like she was a natural at acting. You know, she mm-hmm. didn't seem still, she didn't seem outside of her element. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she was really good at it. And you know I love Janelle Monet, so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, Janelle, getting her act on. Yeah, that was good. No, I thought she she did a good job, but, you know. Well, Taraji was, was you know, notably snubbed for Best Actress, um, hmm. what do you think of that? I, th- I think she was snubbed for Golden Globes as well for Best Actress. So was she for Golden Globes? Yeah, I think she was as well. So hmm. yeah, I think it was very notable because I think Tara, uh, Janelle, and Octavia were nominated for Golden Globes, but then Taraji wasn't. So what are your thoughts on on that? On 
Taraji. Taraji being snuck. Because like I said, that the scene where she came back from the bathroom, she was dripping wet, like she was like going for it. She was killing that scene. That was like that was the that's the Oscar scene. You know, that's the scene that gets you the Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. And it was crickets. I mean, she didn't she wasn't nominated. Well, I was just trying to see best performance. Oh, you're right. Yeah, best uh, performance for actress. She was not nominated. She was not. Wait, Janelle Monae's nominated too? For, I'm looking at the Golden Globe stuff. Sorry. Yeah. I was uh, I mean, that's what I said. just looking at. Um, no, it's just Octavia. Okay. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I'm always like, see, this this reminds me of uh, 12 Years a Slave. And uh, with, oh my gosh, uh, what's his face? Chiwetel. Mm-hmm. With Chiwetel, and, you know, people were upset about that. I mean, he got nominated, but he didn't. Yeah, he didn't he, win. He didn't win. Yeah. And people were upset about that, or whatever. I know this is different, but I'm just trying to make a point, sort of. She... I want to. I, I always like to see who else is nominated. I like to see the films they were in. You know, I like to see you know what they did because who won that year? Wasn't that up against um? What was that movie that Amy Adams was in? Like the seventies type of seventies esque movie that yeah, everybody that was just a Dave, freaking loved. David loved. O. Russell movie. Yeah, that that movie that everybody loved. I think she won. Did she win? I don't know, but well, like then- I remember seeing like. That year, I just remember seeing everything. I think most of the movies I saw. And I said personally that Chiwetel did a good job in the movie. But who... And I can't remember who won. Well, but, let's talk about who's nominated this year for Best Actress. So, Well, I'm trying to make a point. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm trying to like get there. I'm just saying like I don't want to be like, oh, Taraji should have been nominated when everybody else that got nominated... Did better performances. I thought. I thought. See, this was. I was trying to make the comparison. Chuatel, like her role, kind of reminds me of Chuatel's role. Like they obviously were the main people in the movie, but I felt like other people kind of stole the show. So that's why I wanted to kind of bring up Chuatel. Like her moment, yeah, that one moment, her Oscar moment was kind of like her only moment. You know what I'm saying? Like the rest of it was good. Like she did good, but I don't know. Like, so who do it? you feel like when somebody's nominated for the Oscar? Like, um, shouldn't like their entire role throughout the entire movie be like worthy, or should they just have no, moments? No, it should be worthy. But I didn't. And me saying that with her Oscar moment wasn't discounting saying the rest of her, the rest of the no, movie I didn't wasn't think worthy. So. No, I'm I didn't saying think so. that that like that's the that's the iconic moment that puts you like over the top. Sure. You know, it's like sure. no, I mean, she did a good job overall. I mean, she was very, yeah. you know, very nuanced in her performance and a lot of things she did. And, yeah. you know, it, although it's hard, maybe hard for some people to believe who have less discriminating taste, but she was not cookie lion. So she, she's an actress. Mm-hmm. And when you watched it, you didn't think that you were watching cookie no, right. in the 1960s, you know? Right, 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 right. And, and, you know, she was very good. I mm-hmm. just think that, like, and I'm not saying she should have. Mm-hmm. And let me get this straight, because obviously I haven't seen all the movies. I'm just saying yeah. I'm, it was surprising that she wasn't, because she did receive, you know, very good and great reviews mm-hmm. on her performance. Mm-hmm. And just based on what I've read from, you know, critics and fans, it's just surprising that she wasn't nominated for Best Actress. It wasn't that I said, oh, well, she should be nominated. Because mm-hmm. I haven't seen other other movies that people are nominated. Other nominees for Best Actress are Emma Stone, Isabel Huppert, Ruth Nega, Meryl Streep, and Natalie Portman. And I haven't seen any of those movies that they're in. So I can't say, oh, well, she should be up there instead of Meryl Streep. I mean, and let's be honest. I mean, Meryl Streep just has like a standing invitation to get the Best she's Actress. She's always going to get nominated. She's going to get nominated. No matter what Meryl Streep does... If she's in the movie that year, it's going to be nominated. Even if she isn't in the movie, she they might take video of her sitting on her couch watching television and submit that, and she'll get nominated for it, you know? Because, <laughs> like, it's Meryl, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not to say that her performance is better than those. I, I was just surprised that she wasn't nominated based on what I've heard other cri- uh, critics and, and other fans have said about her performance. 
Yeah. Yeah, so... Okay. Well, uh, so I don't have anything else to say <laughs> besides we haven't seen all the other movies. Um, I, I Personally, I'll put it like this. Based on what I have saw from the movie, yes, Taraji did a really great job. Yes, she had a, some moments that were Oscar-worthy. Um, should she have been nominated? I need to see other people. Because, again, I kind of feel like she got slighted in this role in a sense that I was trying to make uh, the comparison to Chiwetel. He was the main character there, basically, in 12 Years a Slave. He had some really great moments, but at the same time, like, I didn't feel like, you know, he he didn't get the Oscar for a reason. I hate to say it like that, but, like, he he, like, I feel like his moment was stolen by others in in the in the movie. What's his face? Fastbender. Fastbender was amazing. Like Fastbender was really, really I thought see I thought, I and I say be. this because he got to speak way more. Like it's like the nature of that film. <laughs> uh you know, Chu tells a slave. Like he's not gonna be like speaking a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like it he kind of got a hold in a sense. Like, yeah, he's got this riveting role, this dramatic piece, this crazy, like, I can't believe that story. Like, every time I think of 12 Years of Slave, I'm like, what? Really? Like, this happened? That is unbelievable. So he's got this really great situation. But when it came down to it, I mean, Fassbender spoke so much. He really he really got to, like, put himself out there. Like, I I just feel like that was just how the cards were dealt with him. And I feel bad. Like, she was so, kind of, like, essentially you're saying the short he, the You think Fassbender got the juicier role. Yeah. Well, that's because he's playing the villain. But I, I thought Chiwetel was really good. Like, no, I did too. I thought I, I thought it was great. But I don't think he was outshined by Fassbender because you because Fassbender throughout the whole film he was the same character. He was just an evil sob who treated his slaves like property. I mean, is that essentially what they were at the time? They were chattel. As opposed to Chiwetel, who I, you get to see the progression from a guy who was a nice, upstanding, you know, exceptional Negro who lived in upstate New York, who had his family, and he, you know, he was able to walk around freely. To someone who was like suddenly kidnapped, and he's like shocked as to what's going on. He's confused. To someone who's like, you know, he's defiant, like I'm going to get out of here. To someone who's slowly broken down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and finally it becomes like a broken man at one point after, you know, the after the, the decade of being a slave and mm-hmm. being away from his family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to see that transition, that was remarkable. I mean, that character went through so many changes as a character and through his, and his personality and his temperament that Chiwetel was very good at portraying that. As opposed to Fassbender, who pretty much, let's quite honest, was like a one I don't say one trick pony, but it was only one level to to his performance to his role. I mean, and it's not due to anything on his part. It was more due to how the character was written. That that's exactly my point. Yeah, my, point. my point is how the characters were how the characters were written. Okay. How the story actually progressed. Okay. What each character, Fassbender and Chiwetel, actually got to do in the movie. That's what I'm saying. But is, how does that? But how does that say the? But but the. But wait you, wait wait stop. I'm not saying I, I. Let me take back my words because I didn't really say that. You kind of said it. I. I didn't mean to imply that Fassbender outshined Chiwetel. I don't want to say that he was better. I want to say that he got more in terms of the story. He got to, in my opinion, because like in the beginning, and we're totally just going off the rails with this. Sorry, people. But like, what I wanted to say was Chiwetel, like from the start. Like, as you see, yes, you see this trans, the transition, this progression, like he's free, he gets kidnapped, he's, he's enslaved again. You see him go through this slavery again, then he gets free. Yes, that was amazing. However, when it comes down to performance, I think a lot of people look at performance not on, like, the mental, but, like, what, what you're actually, like, saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he was a free man in the beginning... I mean, you got a kind of a little bit of that. Like, you didn't really, like, from my recollection, I don't feel like that there was enough. And I actually wish there was more of him seeing him free and seeing him, seeing that side of him, his uh, family life and all that stuff. I felt like that was very short and he was just kind of thrust into it. And I get it, time's sake, you know, it's a long movie, whatever. You can't 
show this extended family life, whatever. But name Louis was but, twelve years a slave, not not twelve years of fat. Yeah, it wasn't when it's thirty years 30 a free man, man free twelve man. years a slave. <laughs> it makes sense. It's duh. But because of that, like and he gets put into this slavery suit, I just remember them being on the boat and I remember I just remember a lot of scenes where it was kind of like he didn't say much given because that was the story you know he's on the boat and he's talking to the guys and they're trying to get off and then he like they're about to be auctioned and there was a lot of like him kind of standing kind of you know waiting <laughs> with trying to like this like figure this all out like for so it was very mental and like he had to show on his face like what he's going through and that is great acting i'm not saying that's bad i'm just saying because Fassbender got this meaty speaking role. I mean, he's speaking in every single scene for like many, yes, many, many but scenes. It's the same. But I'm thing, just saying, though. like, I get... there was no modulation to his role. His role was being a bad, evil guy. So the, you didn't get to you okay. didn't get to see much. But so you base this is how you're basing it. I don't base my like uh my, like my whatever like I can't think of a word like but that's you want variation in your character. Is that what you're saying? You no. want. That's not what I'm saying. Because not all characters do. There's so yeah, many right. characters but, but, that but, don't do that. No, in I'm movies. not saying that I want variation in my characters, but I'm I'm saying that to, in this particular movie, the transition and the transformation that Chuatel went through and Chuatel's character uh, went through was amazing. It was varied, yeah. and it required a level of a proficiency in acting sure. that not many actors have. Sure. And he was able to pull that off. Sure. As opposed to Fassbender, yeah, he got to talk a lot, mm-hmm. but all his talking was him just being mean and whipping people and being an SOB. Like, there wasn't much there for him. So it, he was good in what he was what he was given to do, but there was no there was no variation there. So it's like, it's hard for me to say or say that, well, maybe, you know, Chuatel was outshined by, you know, Fassbender or Fassbender got a little bit more shine or recognition when all Fassbender was was just a mean guy throughout the entire film. So it's like, okay, he's playing the exact same person for the entire film as opposed to Chuatel who had to go through all these different iterations of, of the, of the what, Solomon Northrop's, of the Solomon Northrop character, you know? Right. So I, I just I'm I'm just disagreeing with your point that you know Chuatel I thought Chuatel was amazing in that film and I'm not saying he should have won Oscar. My point is not that he was not amazing. My point is he was amazing, but he just got, in my opinion, the short end of the stick due to the type of role. I just think that like Fassbender, even though you don't you we can agree to disagree, but like I don't think that Fassbender being just mean and just being just one thing throughout the movie means that like he. Like, and you're saying he's doing a good job, but at the same time, you're like, but he just did one thing. No, but, but yeah, but, like but, most but characters he was, do one thing. But in the he movie. was good at that one thing, though. Like, yeah, he was really but, good. He was very believable. He's very scary. Like he he convinced me that he was really a racist son of a bitch. And like, I did he get the Oscar for it? Because if you won the Oscar for it, I have to say I I agree. I again, this is not to slight Chiwetel. He was excellent, but Fassbender had me believing. That's good acting when you believe. When you like are in like in your heart, you're like, oh my god. Same thing with old girl. Oh, was girl. in the movie. Uh, was it Sarah? Oh, no, Sarah. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Woo wee! Like I know. She, she th- was she threw that bottle. <laughs> yeah, she was mad. Yeah, she was good. <laughs> look at your face right now. <laughs> if y'all can see the look on my face. If you can see her, she is like rising up out of her chair. She's like, woo, 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 woo. You, woo. Sarah Paulson? Yo, yo. Yeah, Sarah Paulson killed. She, she was acting. And same with Lupita. If all three of them won, I don't remember who won. I don't remember if Sarah won, but obviously no, Lupita, Lupita was the only one that won. She was the only one that won. But yeah, I mean, like when I go back through all of their performances, for me, this is me. And Chiwetel's kind of at the end for me. He his his performance was good, but yo, those other three, they just really, I I believed, like I believed really like wholeheartedly those people were who they were in that movie. Well, and that I believe Chiwetel like, was really a slave. Okay. Did you see his hairline? It was all crooked. <laughs> 
A free man got okay, a straight hairline. we got to bring this back. <laughs> so I wanted to connect that back to... Uh, hidden figures, yes. Hidden figures, because that's how I feel like maybe Taraji got left out because maybe they didn't feel her role was, you know... Well, I'll tell you what. Juicy enough. I don't know. I don't... I, I, I don't didn't see the other people. I don't agree with your logic. It doesn't make sense to me, but, I, but I respect... I respect Why don't your you agree with my logic? I just don't, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know me. if you understand my logic. Well, I just said it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't I don't understand what you're saying and why she may have been overlooked. For I'm saying role. maybe her role, flat out, maybe her role wasn't juicy enough compared to the other people who got nominated. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it wasn't good enough. Maybe, maybe it, yeah. her acting wasn't like... I believe you, Taraji. Like in that yeah, one see, but, moment, sure. But, but other than that, but the rest when you of the went, film, but you went back to Twelve Years a Slave, you weren't comparing Chiwetel's performance to other people. You compared it to someone else in the same movie. So then, true. then you have to compare, then you have to compare to to make your point. You have to compare Taraji's performance to other people in the movie because that's the point you were making for Chiwetel in Twelve Years a Slave. And I don't see. Well, I wasn't trying to make those comparisons in that sense. I'm trying to say like. Why, like, what I was saying, my point was why maybe Tuatel didn't get the Oscar when a lot of people thought, like, he should have gotten it. Bert, and, and trying to compare that to maybe why Taraji didn't get nominated. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. Because Fassbender got nominated for the Oscar. But it was, yeah, Best Supporting Actor. Okay. Different category, but. Yeah. He got a, nom- he got a nomination. Tuatel got a nomination, but Tuatel didn't get the thing. But yeah, whatever. I just, I'm just saying, like maybe, basically with Taraji, maybe her role just wasn't juicy enough. And I, and I, looking at it, I can, I can see why. Like, I mean, I haven't seen anybody else, but like her, her performance was good. But I wasn't moved. Like that one moment when she was yelling at Costner, I was moved. The rest of it, she, she just did a good job. Like it was not like okay, she wasn't. Blowing me away. Sorry. Like, right, and I'm not I am not advocating for her to be nominated. I just said it, it was notable that she wasn't yeah, but because the, but, other people had said she yeah. should have been. That's all. And I want to say, too, that, like, again, given this role, given this story, I don't know if anybody, if somebody else was in that role, I don't know how anybody else could have blown me away given the story. The story, it, it was very good story, right? It was a good story. It was like, oh my God, we didn't know about these women. And like, they're freaking mathematicians. They're not freaking Ghostbusters. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I know that's weird. They're, <laughs> but they're not like slaying dragons and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're mathematicians. Yeah. They're like computers. I don't know how anybody else could have just been, oh my God, like, this is amazing. Okay, well, I, I, I just think that's that's more of an indictment of of the writing where mm-hmm. it was it was a good spring screenplay sure. as well written right right, right. it just totally. didn't it just didn't uh, present it, enough showy yes wow moments yes for the performances I mean it, yes. it was more of a yes. slow burn and subtle yeah and with little bits and pieces like you know I thought Octavia she had moments where she was talking to Kirsten Dunst that were. You know, right. gripping, a little bit gripping, mm-hmm. you know, not like, oh my God, you know, like, I mean, she didn't like tell her off or anything like that. You know, it was just kind of, she was saying her piece and she said it well and she stood up for herself and boom, you know. Um, yeah, so it wasn't, it just, and, and that's the unfortunate part is like, you know, people can get these roles in these movies that seem like really amazing, but then like, it's like when you really think of it, it's like, do the roles lend itself to uh, helping this actor or actress get, you know, the ultimate Oscar nomination? You know, it's like well, not every movie is going to be like that. I mean, yeah, and, and I guess not everybody can I be guess Denzel. It's, it's on display <laughs> when when Hidden Fences, uh, Hidden Figures. I said it. I said it. No, you know why I said it? Because right before I started talking, you said Denzel, and you put that in my head. If you didn't mention the the name Denzel, I wouldn't have said that. So hidden figures. I feel like he would have said it anyway. No, I wasn't. Gonna say it. <laughs> I'm not Michael Keaton. I wasn't gonna say it. But hidden figures yes. won the best ensemble award at mm-hmm. the SAG Awards. Okay. Because as an ensemble, mm-hmm. it was very good. Solid. It was like I agree everyone with that. was very good. Yeah. It's I agree. like you don't need each any individual person to have these. 
big showy moments. Right. If everyone in the cast, in the in the main cast, have good, solid, meaty things to work with, sure. because it, it all comes together. It's like yeah. it's like a basketball team. It's like it's like the two thousand four Pistons, where Pist- two thousand four Pistons didn't have any true superstars. Yeah. You know, you had Rip Chauncey. Yeah. Tayshaun, Rashid, Ben right. Wallace. No superstars, but all but together. But they, all, but they still won the title. As right. opposed to another team that might have like one superstar. Mm-hmm. And they are amazing. They do everything, but they don't win the title. So mm-hmm. this is a film that kind of has everyone who did had really did very, very well with what they mm-hmm. what they got. And what they got was, was pretty pretty adequate. So right. in, the, yeah. in, in, in the whole... They were able to do well as as a group, so mm. so not every movie is going to be. Some movies going to be like that. Some movies going to have that showy. This is you know I'm going to have my moment. Like Fences right. has two performances like that with Denzel I mean, and Viola. See, and that's a great like uh, a great movie to compare things to because they both and it's because of how this play movie lends itself to these two characters that have a lot of meat and they can just pour it all in and like you know it's just yeah i i don't i don't know how else to explain myself but whatever i'm just saying like it, it was a you know i feel bad that taraji was not nominated i don't feel bad at all well i do feel bad because i'm sure like a lot of people put it out there that she should be and maybe her she's feeling like damn it why wasn't i nominated but you know because that happened yeah you know, i'm sure she's probably like damn like probably expected it after people talking but Mm -hmm. so i feel bad in that sense but you know you got i'm sure as an actor she knows like not to let too much of that go to her head like you know whatever so but yeah anyway um that was a riveting conversation steven yeah i know sorry we got off track yeah people (laughs) yeah we, we we went from hidden figures to 12 years of slave to I never want to see that movie again. Oh my goodness! Tell me you have to say I watched Ugh, it on HBO one time. I can't believe time. you watched it again. I was sitting Ugh. at home one night. And I just turned on HBO and I just sat there and I just started getting madder, madder. As and I mind you, it. and I just want to put this out here for the people. I love that movie. It was a very good movie. I mean, whoa! If you've never seen that movie, I mean, you gotta you gotta be in your right mind. You gotta be in a mindset to see that because you will get mad. Like oh you know, you know God. that Arthur meme with the fist. That's how you'll be watching that movie. Your Both fist fists. is gonna tighten up your fist, <laughs> and then you're gonna zoom in on that fist with that yellow sweater. You're like, ooh, I'm just getting mad. Ooh, I hate that Michael Fassbender. You know. Ooh, but anyway, we wait. digress. We digress. Sorry. But um, movie was good. We think you guys should see it. Hidden um, figures, awesome movie. Awesome movie. Be sure to check it out. Um, I guess that's it for this episode. I think so. Uh, thank everyone for joining us, and we enjoy talking to you guys. And be sure to leave us reviews. I think we need to reinforce that. <laughs> leave us reviews. Please share if you like it, if you don't like it, what you like, what you don't like. Should we keep doing this thing or what? <laughs> Please leave us reviews. Go to iTunes right now. Open up iTunes and leave a review for us. Let us know what you think of the show. You also leave reviews on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And there's a few other uh, formats out there. You can find us. You can leave reviews. So please do mm-hmm. it. We appreciate any and all feedback you guys give us. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.